So that was the most requested story today, and I have no idea what's happening. So hi, welcome to the Philip DeFranco Show. Hit that like button, otherwise I will punch you in the throat. And let's just jump into it. So yeah, your first dose of news poison is this now viral video. There are still a lot of questions yet to be answered, but here is what we know. This appears to have happened in a Victoria's Secret in New Jersey. The, the video went viral yesterday, with the video being recorded by a black woman, Ijeoma Yukenta, and the woman that was on the ground and also did several other things that we're about to walk through, uh, being identified in several reports as Abigail Elphick. So as of right now, it is unclear what exactly led to all this viral footage, but what we do see is this viral video starts with what appears to be Abigail attempting to hit her. No, excuse, excuse, uh, uh. Ah, uh, uh, now you are, oh my God, you, oh my God. She just tried to run and hit me. And now she, did you see her? Abigail then repeatedly asking for the recording to stop. She's crying on the floor. That then eventually leads to this. Keep lying, saying I'm threatening you, so I'm recording to protect myself. She then starts chasing her. Eventually, a person who appears to be an employee starts to step in while Abigail continues to scream. There's also footage that was allegedly posted by Ijeoma on YouTube, including a clip where it appears that Abigail might be calling 911, as well as another video where Ijeoma says that she's at the police station looking at a police report, which appears to have been filed by Abigail, though it is not made clear. But Ijeoma saying some of it is false, implying that it came from Abigail. Ijeoma also saying that she plans on filing a complaint against the officers and mall security that responded because she didn't feel protected. Also, according to TMZ, a rep for Essex County Prosecutor's Office told them that Investigation is underway over this to determine if any laws were broken, which includes the conduct of officers who arrived on the scene to deal. You know, with this whole situation, we saw a lot of people sounding off. Yvette Nicole Brown saying, if Ijeoma hadn't been recording this foolishness, what Abigail was doing could have gotten Ijeoma arrested or killed. Shades of Amy Cooper, I feel threatened while threatening. And Amy Carrero adding, behavior like this is what gets black folks killed. This is not mental illness. This is a weaponization of white panic. She is performing her privilege with rancor. Also with this, Ijeoma has since posted a GoFundMe saying that she's looking to hire an excellent attorney. But that having raised over $37,000 as of recording. Right? And so with this story, I wanna know what you're thinking, right? Which camp do you land in? Or right? do you think that this woman was in the wrong, right? There was the weaponization of white panic, that she's a Victoria's Secret Karen, a lot of people refer to her as. Or no, are you in the camp of, it appears that this woman is actually having a mental health crisis. She's being exploited in this video. Or hey, maybe you're somewhere in the middle, but I'd love to know what you're thinking and why in those comments down below. Then we had Logan Paul in the news because he's now being accused of participating in a pump and dump crypto scheme called Dink doink. Right, if you're unfamiliar, uh, good, but also now I'm sorry. It's a coin that has this, you know, South Park ripoff style animation. Logan and others in his circle have been promoting it, but also doing it in a way where they're calling it dumb, seemingly distancing themselves from it. Right, and it's worth noting that they often talk about it as though it was just some random coin they happened upon and really loved because many, including CoffeeZilla, who you may have seen because he's been covering influencer crypto controversies and really blowing up over the last month, he thinks that Logan is actually involved with the creation of it, but is not being transparent about this aspect. CoffeeZilla pointing to a podcast where the Dink Doink CEO essentially says that Logan came up with the name and one of the little characters. I was chilling with Logan and, and we were like, what's the stupidest name we could think of for mm -hmm. like a coin, right? Mm -hmm. What's the weirdest name we could think of for like a little 
mascot that's like a dumb sprint. We're like, dink doink. And so CoffeeZilla and others alleging that this is a tactic for him and his friends to get in on the ground floor, promote the coin, and then make money and run. That's how this works, guys. They get in early, you pump up their bags, they sell it off. Right, and it's not just CoffeeZilla, a number of creators speaking up, including iDubs accusing Logan of the same thing, calling for more transparency. Who is the dink doink people? Who are they? Tell us who they are. Give us their names and their faces. Tell us. If it's legitimate, you should give us their names and their faces. And with this, as of right now, it doesn't appear that Logan has spoken publicly about the backlash or the accusations. Though we have seen some defending him, people saying, you know, Logan hasn't sold a single coin. But also at the same time, we're seeing pushback there because you have people saying, well, you so you're saying he's not a scammer because he just hasn't pulled the rug yet. Right? Because once again, if Logan and the people around him are actually way more involved than he's been letting on, it's uh, it's kind of got the scent of, you know, the, the CSGO lotto situation. But yeah, for now, we'll wait and see. Then we've got doctors saying, please don't do this thing, which means that more people are gonna do this thing. It's like when people found out that Switch cartridges taste disgusting on purpose, everyone was like, I have to lick it now. Or we made them taste bad so people wouldn't put them in their mouth, but now more people are doing so because we did that. Right, so the variation of this today is that there's a TikTok trend showing people stuffing garlic cloves up their noses for 20 to 30 minutes in an attempt to relieve congestion. They do it, they take it out, and you just see an absolute fire hose of snot come out. Right, and so with this, TikTok has removed some of the videos. You also have doctors warning to not do this, saying there's no medical proof that garlic acts as a decongestant. Doctors also noting that stuffing something in your nose, right, it's a foreign object. It could actually cause irritation and swelling. And as far as why, right, all that snot is coming out, uh, a doctor told Insider that it may be because the nose produces mucus when irritated. And actually on top of that, the cloves could block mucus from flowing. So instead you have doctors recommending using already known solutions if you feel congested, right? Things like antihistamines, over-the-counter saline sprays, neti pots. But I, not a doctor because I dropped out because oh my God, organic chemistry too is impossible. I personally say, keep it up. You know, over the last decade, but also especially over the last few years, I've realized that, you know what? Darwin some people out of, out of the, the population. Are we not gonna lose the cancer cure with this? Fuck it, I'm tired. <laughs> Then, while I often talk about the world being on fire in a metaphorical sense, also, at times, it is literally on fire. In fact, massive wildfires are currently burning through 12 states as far north as Alaska and as far midwest as Minnesota, with, in fact, more than one million acres on fire across the U.S. and Canada as of this morning. And plainly put, this fire season is shaping up to be even worse than last year's amid record high temperatures and historic droughts. And as if that wasn't enough, as if it was like a hell-sent punishment for our climate change sins, some places in California are now seeing fire nados. Sounds like a B movie on sci-fi, an actual thing. And while fire nados are one of the world's rarest weather phenomenon, in the last few weeks, there's already been two in California. So I guess the main point of this story is fuck, oh no, shit, fuck. But from that, I wanna take a quick second to thank the fantastic sponsor of today's show, Raycon. Co-founded by audio engineers and some of the music industry's elite, Raycon is disrupting the electronics industry by designing premium wireless audio for half the price without compromise. Raycon prioritizes customer experience from start to finish and have created wireless earbuds that are the best way to bring your favorite content with you wherever you go. I use mine for podcasts, Zoom calls, they're great for when you're on your runs or just working out in general. Also, a big thank you to last time we did the Raycon spot. I asked you guys, you know, what's some new music or some like old stuff that you always go to that you listen to that you'd recommend. Thank you. And also if there's other stuff, please let me know in the comments. But also back to Raycons, I mean, they come in a range of fun colors and patterns. They're extremely compact and comfortable, sound great. And most importantly for me, they provide six hours of playing time, seamless Bluetooth pairing and more bass. And best of all, right now, Raycon is offering 15% off just for you. So click that link 
link in the description down below or go to buyraycon.com slash defranco to get 15% off your order today. Don't forget, they have a 45 day free return policy. So what are you waiting for? Then in some positive news for the 39 million families out there with about 65 million kids. Starting this week, you should be getting some money thanks to the first wave of child tax credits going out. Right, these expanded credits were rolled out under the stimulus package back in March and a landmark US policy that experts estimate will cut child poverty by nearly half. Most American families will get some kind of benefit, half of which will be given as advances on 2021 taxes in six different monthly installments. For married couples making less than $150,000 jointly or individuals that make under $75,000, the payments will be $300 per month for children under six and $250 for those between the ages of six and 17, with the credit also phasing out for taxpayers who make $170,000 jointly or $95,000 individually. As for how people can claim the credit, most families who have filed their taxes in either 2020 or 2019 don't actually have to do anything. And actually, non-filers will also receive the credit and those who use the IRS tool in 2020 to register for stimulus payments will be automatically enrolled. And if you wanna see if you qualify, you need to submit any additional information or you wanna manage your payments and banking info, you can use the Advanced Child Tax Credit Portal that I'll link down below. Then, in really concerning international news, we should definitely talk about food and hunger. And this, in part, because of a new UN report that came out this week that is really shocking. Finding, among other things, that during the pandemic, about a third of all the people in the world didn't have enough food to eat. Or some more of the specifics, uh, the number of people without access to healthy diets grew from 320 million people to 2.37 billion people. The number of people who went hungry was at 811 million, which was a massive jump to the prior year at 161 million. Right, and with all of this, an estimated 22% of children under the age of five are considered to be stunted. Though, of note, this is not impacting everywhere equally. The most dramatic negative shifts that we've seen have happened in Latin America and the Caribbean. Dealing with the worst of the situation, hands down, you have Africa. What's really interesting with the situation is that the president of the International Fund for Agricultural Development, he's saying there's actually enough food being produced to feed everyone, and actually the crisis is a failure in the food system. And saying with that, we need to transform every aspect of our food system, how we harvest, process, package, transport, and market our food, so that it delivers healthy diets and decent incomes for the people who work in them. Then, in really big news, remember how yesterday we talked about how a majority of Democrats in the Texas House fled the state? Right, and the reason they did that was to prevent Republicans from having enough members present to pass a voting restrictions bill during a special session called by Governor Greg Abbott. Well, as it appeared that they were going to do, those legislators went to DC to pressure federal lawmakers to pass new voting protections, promising to stay there until the 30-day session ends on August 7th. We also know that we are living right now on borrowed time in Texas, and we can't stay here indefinitely to run out the clock to stop Republican anti-voter bills. That's why we need Congress to act now and pass the For the People Act. And so now the big news today is this morning you had Abbott threatening to arrest these lawmakers. I can and I will continue to call special session after special session after special session all the way up until election next year. And so if these people want to be hanging out wherever they're hanging out on this taxpayer paid junket, they're going to have to be prepared to do it for well over a year. As soon as they come back in the state of Texas, they will be arrested. They will be cabined inside the Texas Capitol until they get their job done. But also it doesn't seem like Democrats who already knew that the Texas House Speaker had the power to arrest them for their actions will change their minds. And as far as the threat of 
repeated special sessions until the legislation is passed. That really depends on if Congress can get its shit together and pass voting protections. Right, and the timing is very notable here because today you had Biden delivering a speech that has been described as his most forceful condemnation of Republican-led efforts to undermine voting rights, with White House officials saying this is the first part of a sustained push to revamp the federal efforts to pass voting protections. And among the things that Biden talked about in his speech very early on, he talked about the 2020 election, something that is very important because Trump has continually lied about the election, and that is very notable because those lies are then being used as a justification for cracking down on voting rights. Audits, recounts were conducted in Arizona and Wisconsin. In Georgia, it was recounted three times. It's clear for those who challenge the results and question the integrity of the, the election, no other election has ever been held under such scrutiny and such high standards. The big lie is just that, a big lie. Biden then speaking more directly on Republican voting restriction bills. They want to make it so hard and inconvenient that they hope people don't vote at all. That's what this is about. This year alone, 17 states have enacted, not just proposed, but enacted, 28 new laws to make it harder for Americans to vote. Not to mention, and catch this, nearly 400 additional bills Republican members of the state legislatures are trying to pass. The 21st century Jim Crow assault is real. It's unrelenting. And we're gonna challenge it vigorously. With Biden also hitting on the fact that it's not just Republican-led efforts to crack down on who can actually vote, but also the vote counting itself. It's about moving from independent election administrators who work for the people to polarized state legislatures and partisan actors who work for political parties. To me, this is simple. This is election subversion. It's the most dangerous threat to voting and the integrity of free and fair elections in our history. Never before have they decided who gets to count. Count. What votes count. Biden also speaking of and to Republican politicians. We'll be asking my Republican friends in Congress and states and cities and counties to stand up for God's sake and help prevent this concerted effort to undermine our election and the sacred right to vote. Have you no shame? And the final highlight here that I'll include is Biden saying plainly what I feel like I and many others have been saying for months now. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates back then never breached the Capitol as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. And ultimately with this story, and honestly anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in those comments down below because this, yes, it's a new show, but it's also meant to be a conversation. And of course, as always, thank you for watching, like, and subscribe, and all the good stuff. My name is Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces, and I'll see you tomorrow.